Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Casual Comic Cast. And now the question is, where do we start? I think we start with the intros, because unless you're watching this on YouTube and you came from our separate channels, uh, you probably have no idea who we are, because we're new to the podcast game. So, you want to go first or should I? Doesn't matter to me. Rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Alright, I'll just start it off then. I am Matt. Welcome. Welcome. Matt Staten, to be precise, if there's little... I don't know if you put the lower third in there or not on the video, but... I'm Matt Staten. I'm your resident DC guy because I like DC better than Marvel. Don't kill me, but I just... just I like DC better than Marvel. And as those of you that are watching through YouTube, you can clearly see that I'm dressed for the occasion he for be the, the the Marvel guy, <laughs> and I'm I'm really really hyped for these to talk about Spider Man. But as for the introductions go, I am uh, Wes Fontaine. Yep, and we are the Casual Comic Cast. We are not experts. Do not take our word for it. We're just casual fans. We like comics. We like the comic book movies and TV shows. And we like to talk about it. We may not know everything, but hell, we have a good time with it. But we we try we try to know everything. Yeah, the things we, things do we hear research. about, we do our research. So we do our research. We do our research before coming to you guys. So I got some notes here for some stuff we're going to talk about today. There is a lot to cover today, especially on the Marvel side of things. Not much on the DC side of things other than the uh, I think, Justice League. I think the DC is kind of our fault. We're not <laughs> caught up on the TV series. Well, that are going on right now. So well, maybe when we get caught up, we will... Controlling it so far. Yeah. That's been hitting hard. So we'll, what should we talk about first? What do you want to talk about first? I know you're excited for one thing and one thing only, and you're wearing the suit because of it. So you can go ahead and start off with that. Everybody can tell for the hype for that. Are we gonna we're gonna make people wait? Or are we gonna? You can go ahead if you want. That that is fine by me. Being well, the we first we can talk about time. one of the. Well, I mean, this is the most recent release. Is we've the Spider-Man trailer uh, being yeah. the most recent. It is a very good trailer. But I liked everything. We I have a few about. things to also talk about being new into this. We have a few things that we want to backtrack. Uh, in, uh, Iron uh, Fist. Yeah, talk I about Iron Fist. That, I think that's about two weeks. So we're not we're not too far behind. Like it's still relevant. Guys, hey, hey, there's still it's, the, it's there's good stuff to talk there's about. Still there's still the talk that of the whole whitewashing well, for the for the character, which Hollywood is which is itself. a whole lot of lot of BS. Those of you that don't know what you're talking about, oh, I'm just Lord. saying this is going to fire. Danny Rand actually is white in the comics. That particular comics? Iron Fist is white. Now, if you go back, there is other Iron Fists. Those are Asian. There are other variations of the character, as anything Marvel, as anything comics. There's alternate versions of everything. Yep. I mean, those are things people, else. people that actually enjoy comics, you should already know this by now, I would think. Oh, hey. But there's casual, actually, there's actually a, a girl. May not know that. There's a girl Iron Fist. There's a or female Iron Fist, I should say. I didn't know uh, that. So that's new to me. There's there's plenty different takes on almost any character is so but this particular character danny ran is white so that whole blowing up on the internet the whole critics aspect giving it what what, what, did, what did the critics give it i, I, I want to say it was like not no you were the one it that was in me. the 20s maybe 
maybe 19 percent i it was really low but then when the fans actually when it got released and actually gave feedback it's blown up to a whole 85 percent. now that is a very very huge gap so clearly somebody somewhere needs to get there you know together because well, the jump on that uh, the whitewashing thing—that's a very Hollywood thing overall. So I'm I'm not surprised it comes up with something like this because of the whole issue with Ghost in the Show. We won't go into that. We're not going to talk about that. But I'm not surprised it came up. However, when I've at least this was the early stuff I heard from critics, and that was it was boring. It was slow. It wasn't what Daredevil and Jessica Jones. It is the only two I've really taken the time to watch were. It is a very slow start, but and I agree with that. It, it personally, but the story bad. is still very well out of the Netflix series. They're all pretty well made story wise. The most likely one to be in the bottom, as far as I'm concerned, would be Luke Cage because the story was very hard hitting. It was very good in the first half of the season. However, in the second half, it seemed to have fallen off. I didn't get very much into Luke Cage. I watched about one to two episodes of it and didn't really connect with it. And I personally believe that's because of... I kind of knew who Cage was because if you watch Jessica Jones, you have an idea who Luke Cage is, what Luke Cage's power is. That is are. true. He's the only one that's actually crossed over into somebody else's story. Yeah. You so kinda, you already kind of got, got a feel got for him, him as yeah, well. you kind of so. got a meeting for him. And it's, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for saying this. He's very Superman-ish. I mean, and I only say that because he's the man with the, what is it, the indestructible skin? Pretty much. Something like that's what they they call him? And the thing is, is within the first season of Luke Cage, that's where they kind of messed up. You see, he's saying that he's like invincible pretty much. They've already introduced something that basically shows that he can be killed. But you already introduced that in so early on. So he already knows about it. And so mm-hmm. you're not going to keep bringing up the same thing over and over again that kills him. You have to come up with something new. So then it's just like, where do you go? This character, you've already kind of made him just, you kind of blanded him out. Well, from the little just, bit I know you about don't have Luke one, Cage. You can't work with him any further. From the little bit I know of Luke Cage, and this was from me kind of reading up on when the series came about, because I wanted to know a little bit more before I went into it. It seems he's more of a team-up guy. And I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of is just that, the muscle of the defenders. I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of what he acts mainly as a bodyguard when the defenders comes out. And he doesn't get into the big, big fights and is prominently shown like with, I hate to keep going back to DC with my like points of reference here. But it's kind of like with the Justice League. You see Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman doing a lot of the battling against the main enemies. And then Cyborg, Aquaman, everybody else is fighting everybody else. So it's kind of like you have your fighters, and then you've got your backup. And that's kind of what he might be. Just from Now, this is just all speculation. I don't know much about Luke Cage. He might be a prominent, dominant character. But it looks like he's just going to be muscle. I don't know what they plan on doing with him. It Personally, could, could I think there. Murdoch's going to be their leader. I think that's where they should go with it. I honestly but. took it where actually it seems like Danny Rand is going to be the, well, I haven't the lead. The because end, the fact that from what I can get the gist of, which granted we haven't actually had a full release of the trailer or anything like mm-hmm. that for Defenders. 
but from what I could get a feel of, it seems their prominent, like their big enemy, is the hand. Yeah, that's, that's the most from relevant all I've thing. Heard, it seems like the hand's going to be so. Soul. And Danny Rand being the Iron Fist, his prime enemy is the hand. So. I sort of feel like he could be the driving point. Yes, Daredevil has a lot of experience with the hand too. So I'd yeah, say the two of them, the two of them are kind of hand in hand when it comes. Ah, I to see that. what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> they're kind of hand in hand when it comes to that. But Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, neither one of their storylines had anything yeah, to do they're with, new the with the hand. So they're they're. It'll be interesting to see how they get tied in later on. To, yeah. the, to that storyline. Since we were talking about Iron Fist, I want to touch on the little bit that I've done. I've gotten through episode seven. I'm ha- halfway through it. And the one thing that I can't get over, the one thing I can't not get over is the story element that they put in with the whole relationship angles. Please just give me a defined love interest. Because until, what was it? I put it in, in here in the notes. I think episode five, I had no clue who the love interest was supposed to be, and I jumped back and forth between Joy and Colleen until they finally made it prominent. Well, if you think about it, they actually do that in a few other things. If you think about it, the first season of Daredevil, they hinted at Claire and and Murdoch, but then it ended up towards his assistant, which I think everybody was more geared towards that. But they still hinted at the whole Claire aspect. And then you also think about it, Luke Cage was already in a relationship with Jessica Jones in that series, and then now he's getting in a relationship with Claire. So there's a lot of different angles that could be run, I I guess. They're not 100% sure where they're working. The issue I had with it, though, was the fact that you gave me this character and built her up. You built Joy up in episodes one and two. They did heavily like, make it seem like they would. And maybe it's the, fa- maybe it's the fact with that I kind of relate to that, but I could understand that kind of. When you're that close to somebody, when you know them that long, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The only thing that I get with them not being the item, the love interest of choice being Joy, is the fact that she's more like family. I get that. It's just that could he, you have... He does say throughout the series, you guys are my family. Yeah, I... So it, the only family I have And that's left, one so. thing that jumped to me when the whole scene took place. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, spoilers here. The whole scene in the restaurant... When that happened, that, that kind of, you know, jumped me off that situation just a bit. But it took me till episode five to really stand out and be like, okay, so this is where we're going. But after that, I loved the connection between them. That, it's one of the few times where I'm literally sitting there going, I really like this, this connection between the characters. This is actually a good relationship going on in a superhero movie. Or show, not a movie. Yeah, TV, TV thought? show, Netflix show. Yeah. Who would have thought the first time ever that the hero and the romantic interest I'm okay with? Unless it's, like, people fighting over one female character, which we're not going to get that in the movie that I wanted in. We can talk about that later, about me and my rant there, but there's just a lot of stuff in there that I, I put down a lot of notes of stuff that I just thought was hilarious, too, like, Ward, this is mainly the actor, just makes me think of Norm, Norman Osborn constantly. Every time I see his face, I just think about Green Goblin. It, personally, when you mentioned that to me earlier, and now that you say it, it's just, I do view them, they honestly, they could pull off him and Harold, they could, they could pull it's, off it would the aspect perfect. of the Green Goblin and uh, the Hobgoblin, they could pull that angle. It, so. it was so good. It, it, because every time I saw his face, I'm like, 
he just looks so much like Norman Osborn. His voice sounds like a Norman Osborn. Everything makes me think Osborn. They they would definitely they would have been very very good to actually play the roles if oh, they that, ever oh, brought yeah. them into the MCU. That that would which, be great, especially for me. I'd just love sitting there going like, we can maybe listen to the cast. The first episode. I see you, Marvel. Well, there's also those uh, those agreement. Uh, uh, we can get into that if you want agree- to. Agreement issues with uh, Sony and Marvel <laughs> for the rights for oh, God, anything this... related to Spider-Man. Oh, this is a big, so, big heated situation. Now, right now. now that we got a good time. That's a good segue. Good segue. That. Uh, might as well go ahead and talk try. about it. Didn't even try. Uh, so the, the thing is, is obviously the Spider-Man trailer dropped a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, it's very promising. It looks very good. I think everybody's intrigued. Very intrigued with uh, how much Iron Man's going to be in it. <laughs> he's like the role model. He's the guy that Spider-Man looking up to. It makes, of, it makes sense. It's a lot of Stark in that trailer. There's a it, lot of Stark in that honestly, trailer. And honestly, it also shows that he's, he's... He even says in the trailer that he's... You should be better than me. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's trying to learn... Basically, show somebody else... Like making them learn from his mistakes to be better. Yeah. So well, I understand the. I like where they're going thing. because I mean, let's be honest. Robert Downey Jr. His contract is coming to an end, unless he renews it. Or unless in they, Infinity War. Unless they have an idea of exactly where they want to go without Iron Man. True. So he's either going to have to hand the mantle off to somebody else, or possibly die in Infinity War. Nobody really knows for certain, but regardless, I like this mentorship for Spider-Man. Very perfect. It's a good. Segway. He's kind of setting up Spider-Man mm-hmm. to be that kind of replacement, maybe. And that all could it, go to waste. And, 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 yeah, and the thing, that, <laughs> it, the, it, that Marvel has actually set this nice thing up. Mm-hmm. And For then, two more movies. And then, yeah. Or at least one. Well, there's multiple cameos that Spider-Man is set up for. Obviously, yeah. he'll be He's part in of the Infinity War. Deals. He's in part one anyways, that's for sure. That's confirmed. Uh but he could be in a lot of stuff, but, he's but only, we know he's getting one sequel. Yeah, we know he's getting one sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming. And then that all could come to an end. It is There's a lot going around. Learning so much that, fire going around with Sony right now. That Sony could be taking Spider-Man oh, back. Man. After, and that, maybe, after that contract comes down. Yep, maybe not coming to another contract Ooh. agreement with Marvel. Oh, which, man. You can just see that they're just pulling it. They're they're worried about the money. They're now, worried about they're worried wanna... about control over the character, mm-hmm. and they're not worried about the fans. They're not worried about what the fans want, well, and that's... that's where they go wrong because they Sony has screwed up twice now that they've started a whole new franchise. And yeah, finally, the that. time that they actually get smart, they go to Marvel. They get things to go correctly. Or at least well, it seems, it like seems it. to be going seems a lot like, let's better. Not, let's not count our chicken just. So you have this high hopes. Like this character is mm-hmm. finally possibly getting built the way that he needs to be built. And then you're going to sit there and just strip him away from the fans and pull him into your own universe, which, yes, they are. They are starting a side universe, oh, a side man. project. I knew he'd get fired up. Away from Marvel. They are starting. They have a Venom film that yes. has been announced for Rated October. R. Rated R. And, yes, and it's rated under R. the categories of thriller, 
No, it's under the categories of horror, sci-fi, thriller. That's what it was, yeah. Yes. So So it's a very interesting combination. From the aspect of being rated R and being kind of like a horror type, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm a giant Venom fan. This this could give Venom the spotlight that he deserves. However, my only question though, if you're gonna do a Venom solo film and this is gonna be a one-off, from what Marvel has stated, it's gonna be a one-off Venom movie. So if you're going to bring a one-off Venom movie in, my question is do you bring an anti-hero Venom at all to give him any human feelings to him? Because in his own comic, Venom, he is an anti-hero. Yeah, but the fact of that they're rolling, I feel like the thing that they're rolling with a horror type thing. Yeah, I feel like we're going to pure Venom. At a bare minimum, at least the first half of the film. Is going to be the evil Venom we know. Yeah, the Uh corrupt Venom. Trying to eat people. Yeah. Doing what he does, you know, daily I, things. I don't think you would remotely see him to start to be like an anti-hero till towards the end of the film. Yeah. And honestly, the fact that another thing that I'm excited about the Venom film is it has the possibility to finally introduce Carnage. Oh, if we get, if we get Cassidy, so, if we even just get a cameo from Cassidy, the person not even turned into Carnage, if we just get Cassidy in the movie, I will be a smiling like I don't, I don't even know why I'd turn into probably a twelve-year-old again. But so the, my so the, age would split. The thing is, though, with the Venom movie, there is the excitement for it. it's possibly getting the movie that it deserves. It's possibly introducing Carnage. It's mm-hmm. introdu- introducing aspects that fans would like to see. However, the downfall is is Sony is stripping it away from Marvel and they're doing it as a side project that has already been stated. It's not part of the MCU. Therefore. No. They're their already trying universe. to set in motion their own universe, which, which means that they're already do. planning. They've already, from at least what I know, Sinister Six is in play. Which makes sense for the Venom uh, separate Your film. favorite ideas coming up that they want to do. Let yeah, people know about yeah, that one. They're doing, it's uh, Black Cat and... Silver Sable. Yes, Silver Sable, I believe, is the other character. I think it's a... I, I always... I just never remember So that they're doing that a one. movie with them, which I'm in, I'm happy that they're bringing oh, you in Black, Black Cat. Oh, you Black Cat more than anything. I'm glad that she's getting her spotlight on, the, on the big Cat screen. Your Black Cat is my Harley Quinn. That is literally what's going on there. But the thing is, again, I'm still stating, like, yes, it's exciting. These super... Or the, not these... Well, the, yeah, the hero superheroes... They're getting Superhero, their their spotlight on the big screen. However, again, Sony, you're taking it away from Marvel. Now you're taking it away from that that universe though. that universe that you could work with. Granted, Spider Man has a lot to work with. He has Spidey Verse. Yeah. You could, you could Sony Spidey could work situation. with this, and they, they, the fact that they're doing things as a side project, they could very well set up a Spidey Verse. And make this actually turn out good for fans. It could be a good thing. It's not necessarily a negative. But they have to know what they're doing. And honestly, they've already failed twice. Well, let's put it this way. Sony hasn't had the best track record. I think we can state at least that Amazing Spider-Man didn't do what the first franchise for Spider-Man did. Personally, I like the Amazing Spider-Man. But... As far as ratings go, now and in, the in, turnout, we well, saw that, that opinion, spiral down. Maybe this is the film grad in me. Uh, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. It's in the situation that I like to talk about with Superman movies. There's never been a really good Spider-Man movie. There's been one 
bad Spider-Man movie, in my opinion. And that was three. It's terrible. Spider-Man 3 is terrible. But the original Spider-Man by Sam Raimi, not terrible. It's not great by any means. I don't like seeing Tobey Maguire cry constantly. But it's not a bad movie by any means. Number two... I mean, it's not as good as number one, in my opinion, but it's A lot of people num- say the second one is the better one. I like number one. Maybe it's William Dafoe as the Green Goblin, because I really liked his Osborn. I thought it was really good. But it's not number three. We can all say number three was terrible. It was great they got the black suit in, the symbiote, but when you put Topher Grace as Venom and then CGI him, and I had a conversation, actually. This is a good time to bring up the story with me and my roommate in college, talking to some guys at GameStop. And we literally all agreed that uh, it should be Brock Lesnar doing CGI for, or what it should have been was Brock Lesnar in a Venom suit and just let him do all the stunts. So you could just see Venom F5-ing people if that's what you wanted. Might as well just do that. Because Eddie Brock is Topher, Topher Grace is Eddie Brock does not work for me. But you can't hate, yeah, Sony hasn't made that Marvel-esque Spider-Man movie, but they haven't been bad to the point, other than the Fantastic Four, of us sitting there going, oh no, don't make another movie. Well, the Fantastic Four is by Fox. It was, I, 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 I forgot. But we, I think we get the point that, well, that I, as long as you don't pull one of those numbers, Yeah, as long as you good. don't kind of do what happened. And I don't know if it's the curse of the Fantastic Four or what it is, but apparently there can't be a good Fantastic... There can't be even a solid Fantastic Four movie. But as long as you don't pull a Fantastic Four, you, you can't say you've done terrible. I think the best bet for Fantastic Four, if any of that stands a chance, is to get to Marvel. Yeah, which, I agree with you with that. I think that, honestly, I think as far as all fans for Marvel, see, that's the one thing that DC has going for them. They actually have the rights to all their characters. That Marvel, is the plus. Marvel has plus. had their characters kind of spread out through a bunch of franchises. Honestly, the Hulk is still actually owned by Universal. They just actually have an agreement where he can come yeah. in with the crossover movies with the mm, Avengers. That's actually so, a fun fact I did not know. So there's a lot of characters that Marvel does not have full access to. and so But the fans... As far as the fans are concerned, we would love that they would all just come together. Yeah. Like the kind of like the DC trailer in Justice League. Well, come that's together. A, that's a right fun now. segue. We can segue right into the Justice League trailer, which I have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about with that, solely because you give us the one thing DC does, or well, I should say Warner Brothers does better than anybody and makes a phenomenal trailer. They can make some of the best trailers. Batman vs. Superman until they showed us Doomsday. Good trailer made me think the movie was going to be great. I wasn't a big fan. Suicide Squad, phenomenal trailers. The movie, it's not bad. It's not as bad in my opinion as people are saying, mainly because I think it at least developed all the characters well. I, I like the way that Suicide Squad was, but yeah, the story aspect was pretty much predicted. Mm-hmm. I just like that it developed the characters as it should. We got introduced at least to everybody. And then you give us Justice League. We get all our major players, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, who looks like Roman Reigns and I can't get over it, uh, Flash, and Cyborg. We get all our main guys we know are going to be in at least part one. And then you add the track 
by the Beatles, well, the cover, come together. And this is literally me at home, sitting there, watching it, going, huh, okay, I guess it's a cool musical choice. Then I start thinking, what does that song mean? Oh, wait a minute. It doesn't mean come to help each other. It means come to help one person. And who is the one person that's not there with the Justice League? Yeah, there was a there was a thing that I was looking into, and actually, they the orange background when it looks like they're standing there, mm-hmm. it's it's set up like the intro to the animated series. Oh, where they all I stand, never paid attention. They all stand to that. side by side, I and never they have that backdrop. To that. And so then it, it's kind of fans, people have kind of, I don't know if it's guaranteed mm-hmm. or maybe if it's. Uh, a theory that Spider-Man's gonna come and they're gonna actually line up kind of like Superman. That. Spider-Man is not gonna show up in a DC Sorry, we, we just got done talking about Spider-Man. I got Spider-Man on the brain. I mean, hey, I'm not gonna lie. If that happens in Zack Snyder's movie, I may forgive him for all the mistakes he's made. Spider-Man would probably be better than Superman coming into that hey, situation. You know how I feel about him. I can't stand the man. But, I mean, that would be fine. If Spidey showed up instead of Soups, I'd be... I mean, he is the most... Over, he is the most sold, sold uh, superhero, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, people love Spidey. If he popped up in there instead of Soups and I'm in the movie theater, literally everyone would hate me. I'd stand up, go running around, come back to my seat, and keep yelling. <laughs> However, when is Soups coming back is the question. I personally think he's going to come back right at the end of part one. He's going to come back right at the end of part one. They're not going to wait for part two. I think that if they wait till the very end of the movie, it can be saved. I personally, I think you wait till part two. I agree with you. Or, But again, I think that if, if it happens in part one, definitely don't do like a midway through yeah. fight or anything like that where he just comes in and just kicks everybody out. Case, this, just destroys everybody basically yeah, this is the key to it because the thing is is like if you do it do it like the um, maybe like a post credit scene okay well, that could be cool yeah. actually that'd be cool him busting out of the casket is the post credit scene yeah so continue so that like, other oh post- shit soup's coming back we just don't know when in the movie because then that follows through with the post credit scene for Batman v Superman so that would mm-hmm. actually that would be a good follow up That so you don't get Superman in this first film mm-hmm. because if you do that then you you already told fans what you were doing. And what you would be even better is we know he's coming back in the black suit. That was spoiled. We know they made the suit. Zack Snyder got him in the suit. He was fanboying about the black suit like crazy. Uh, so we're getting the new black suit after Superman dies. What would be great is post-credits, you have him pop out of the grave, but we get only like... It's a bunch of motion blur when he pops out, so you don't see really any of the colors. And then the shot's him kind of standing in the sunlight, so it's just a silhouette, and you can't see the suit. So that way we get to, it's like, oh, Superman busts out of his casket, he's back, but you're not seeing the suit, you get your little glimpse of soups, and then part two, he can show up in the black suit and save everybody from Darkseid. That's another question. Are we going to see Darkseid in part one? I, I think that's the thing is Darkseid and Superman, I don't think that they should even remotely have an appearance until the end of the film. Otherwise, you're just pushing too hard. You're, you're shoving everything down people's throat way too early instead of building that. it. 
And that's the thing that DC does not do that Marvel does. Marvel actually builds yeah, on their characters, gives them very much gives that. them the build that they need. They actually have that's a but DC just doesn't they We've rush talked. this film to compete against Marvel. Yeah. And you can see that they're failing already and they haven't even brought it out yet. Well, we have talked on a number of times how we think they should have gone along with the timeline. How we think they should have jumped they shouldn't have jumped straight to Justice League. They should have done every individual movie first and Which then makes hit sense. Justice League. Because then you don't have to put like little like maybe ten minute fragments mm-hmm. into a film to talk about the character's backstory because people would have already known that if they would have had solo films. Exactly. So you're ruining you're putting aspects into this movie that didn't need to be there. Exactly. You're adding into a story that's just it's kind of a side story and people honestly could give a rat's ass when it comes to it because well, i mean they do care don't get me wrong people would want to see it but they want to see it in the solo movie yeah. not in the crossover movie where they should be getting together and fighting like mm-hmm. fighting well, off dark it's side like with fighting one of the biggest issues that bvs had luckily it doesn't seem like but like justice league's gonna have this issue because i don't think they're really giving us any backstory to anybody from what it looks like um, BVS had the issue of it was supposed to be Man of Steel 2, pretty much. But what it turned it, what it had turned out to be, couldn't find my words, it became a Batman movie with Superman and Wonder Woman in it. Yeah. That's not what you should have done. If we'd had the Batman, which I think if all goes to plan with Matt Reeves and Batfleck, who is amazing, it should go off. Without a hitch, it should be good, and it'll be the Batman movie we've been waiting for since The Dark Knight ended. But, like, if you had given us the Batman first, and then jumped into Batman versus Superman, I wouldn't be whining about you not giving us Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg, especially with the route it looks like they're taking. They're not going to give us this big elaborated backstory for each of them. And honestly, the way that they put Wonder Woman into the Batman v Superman... That's fine because they don't really give don't too much give of a backstory. They give you that picture that Bruce finds, and that's a perfect and, lead up and, into Wonder and, Woman. And she shows up, and neither one actually knows who she is, mm-hmm. and that and that that's actually okay. So see, the thing is, if you really wanted, if what DC and Warner Brothers wanted to do, if they truly wanted to skip out and they wanted to hurry up and get this Justice League movie out, what they should have done is at least maybe, give us Batman. Maybe not not. They could have, or maybe not even give those like 10 minute fragments or whatever they're going to give us as backstories. They shouldn't have even done that. What they do is like they they move on, like this the characters are already kind of introduced, but they're just introducing to the other characters that people already know are in this universe. Mm-hmm. And then, then what you could do is the new is the movies of their solo films can be taking place prior to Justice League, which they are set up to do that. But then they give the backstory and it sets it up perfectly to where it segues into Justice League, like it should. And we can then, and then it, like and it flows much. together. Granted, you came out with the movies out of order, but but people can then hurt Marvel. But people can. But the thing is, yeah, you can go back. You can watch it in order. Yeah. Fans, pe- people that watch it, they would know the order. You don't mm-hmm. need to insert that backstory that's just unnecessary to the viewer. You're putting extra content well, in. Well, this is where the big. The big thing comes in. And I know this is why Marvel... Well, not... I'm, yeah, my words are getting jumbled up all together here. This is the big reason Warner Brothers is doing what they're doing. Trying to race Marvel to that spot. 
They're not worried about the comic book fans sitting in there watching their movies. They're not worried about that. They're worried about the casual fans that just like superhero movies. They're not worried about guys like me and you or the bigger hardcore comic fans out there that know everything. They're not worried about people who look up all this trying to figure out what storyline are we getting. Are we getting Red Hood? Are we getting the death of Superman? Like, they don't worry about that. They worry about the, you know, the parents taking their kids to go see a fun superhero movie. So the, so the majority of it is is they're worried about profit. Yeah, which is it's not a surprise. A, it's a sad thing to think about because you have so many people that are in this they they like these movies. They like the blowing up of all these superhero movies yeah. over the over the last decade or mm-hmm. even even more. And the thing is is Marvel's the only one that seems to be listening to the fans. Yeah, they've they've altered some stories mm-hmm. from the comics, but they've they they make it still appealing to the viewer. They don't just completely like f you to your face, and that's what Sony seems to be doing with Spider Man. Mm-hmm. They don't care what the fans want; they care about the money or they care about the control. That seems to be what DC's doing. They're rushing things, shoving things down people's throat, and then Fox is over here, and they were kind of doing <laughs> yeah, the same Fo- thing. No, Fox is sitting there. They're like, "Okay, Fantastic Four didn't work." Uh, uh, you guys done with Deadpool? Yeah, how's it look? It's rated R. Uh, 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 let's risk it. And then they're walking up behind Sony. They're like, Hi, uh, bye. And then they're walking up and Deadpool works out because it, it almost watches like a Deadpool comic. And they're walking up there. There's DC and Warner Brothers. And they're like, oh, hi, guys. Bye, bye. As they pass by them. And then Logan pops and... You look at how well Logan did, and personally, it's one of my favorite comic book movies we've seen. Yeah, the last few movies from Fox, aside from Apocalypse, has uh, which I have seen that personally. I didn't mind mind didn't mind the movie, but then again, I don't know much about the story of it, so I can't go from that angle. Those of you that know, then I'm sorry, (laughs) but. Uh, from from what I do know is honestly Logan and Deadpool have been very big hitters for Fox huge problem if Fox keeps doing that if they keep putting out content like that they'll be good now this is the issue though but years prior Uh Fox was going down they weren't listening Uh, to fans well it was the Fantastic Four situation more than anything well X-Men was failing too I mean they was failing like they tried to reboot it and fans just did not like the reboot that's very true so that was another scenario of another company not giving the fans what they wanted and Almost failed. If they literally, if they never gave us Deadpool, honestly, I feel like Fox would have had to make that deal with Marvel you just the way right. that Sony did. If Deadpool had not have come out, and then now that Logan's come out, that has saved Fox because no, they would have had and to make a deal. Let, with Marvel. Let's bring up the one big elephant in the room when you're talking about Logan and Deadpool. Both phenomenal movies. Both really good directors. They got to do what they wanted. Let's look at the big elephant when you look at those two movies, and it's going to be the issue that I think is going to drive companies to oversight what actually made those movies good. They were both rated R. They were rated R. We're now going to get a Venom R-rated movie. I'm not sure if I believe, I believe that they know those movies were good because the directors knew what they wanted to do. They got to do what they wanted to do. They got a good script. They got something that played out like a comic. They had very good actors in it. Ryan Reynolds, 
and Hugh Jackman, made for their roles. I'm hoping that companies aren't looking at those movies and going, oh, it was rated R. Let's make a rated R comic book movie. It'll do great. That That is true because, yeah, people could be looking into it and they could think that's that's what's going to sell. Yeah. But it, what it is is it's just the character that's in that movie that causes it to be rated R that because it, it deserves it. Well, you see but what not Logan every did. comic book character needs a rated R to yeah. be a good movie. Well, you see what Logan did is what the Wolverine couldn't do. It was the same director and you had the same guy playing Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, who's an amazing actor. What he couldn't do in Wolverine was give us the bloodshed and the violence that Logan does. And it's not just that we get that intensity, the bloodshed's there, it's very violent. It's not that. It's the fact that that rated R allows the character to be much more like the comic book character. Because you think of... PG-13 Logan, yeah, he's going to be aggressive and everything, but it's not going to seem like it when he guts somebody and there's not blood coming out of them. Or, yeah, his claws go through the guy's skull, Mm -hmm. which we've seen in the movie. And there's no blood anywhere. That's... I'm not saying that affects the movie that much, that the blood does. It's just that it allows for him to be a much more visceral character and... Be a lot more like you want. And if this is, in my opinion, the key to DC and Warner Brothers kind of getting back on track. If they want to be in fight with Marvel and now Fox coming up, you got to not worry about the rating system. You just got to let your movie become a comic. Because you think about they're using, if I believe... Now, I remember hearing this way back during BBS, so I could be entirely wrong. Zack Snyder's using kind of the New 52 style of characters. The New 52 is a very, very dark part of DC. Batman is a lot more violent. Wonder Woman, a lot more violent. She even is a lot angstier in the New 52. Superman, a lot more prone to get over-aggressive, and maybe kill somebody. So there is a lot more violence in this. Don't be afraid to make a rated R movie because you'll lose money. Don't be afraid to sit there and go, okay, Ben, your character is an older Batman. You're more disgruntled. You kind of don't care anymore about your morals. He can be a little more aggressive. Or for Gal Gadot, if in the Wonder Woman movie, which looks amazing from the trailers... Ares does something. She goes straight to chop his head off. Don't be afraid to show us a little blood if she nicks him pretty deep. You can't be afraid to give us something the comics would. Because as long as you give us something the comics give you, we're going to be happy. Honestly, if if people would stop veering too far from the comics, people would be happy. I mean, veer, I veer a little changing. bit. Don't... don't go entire in, entirely directions. entirely from the comic but don't go to a complete 180 yeah. either you have to find a balance to make the story good and tell it but this is what you need to do you need to take what the comics give you look at it and go what can we do in reality what can we make real 
One of my favorite ideas that I was just thinking about when I was going through, when the whole thing of the Batman came out, I was thinking about how do you work with that? Where do you take it from the Batman? If Ben Affleck does stay on and doesn't leave the role, as rumors have been reporting, which personally I think it seems like he might stay. If he continues on, it's an easy thing to do. You make the Batman the origin story we didn't fully get. So you give us like Jason Todd and all that to lead into the Nightwing movie. Or not Jason Todd, I'm sorry, Dick Grayson to lead into the Nightwing movie. We already know that Dick Grayson has been killed at some point. What you can do is the Batman 2 or whatever you want to title it can literally be called Batman Under the Red Hood. It's a title that resonates with comic fans because it's the dead it's the Red Hood storyline. It's a title that anybody who's ever heard of Red Hood is going to get excited about. And it's a title for those that even have any knowledge, such as us casuals, can look and go, they're continuing off Justice League. We know Jason Todd's dead. We know Red Hood is Jason Todd revived. You can give us that story in one movie and make Red Hood not only a character for upcoming movies to be used, but you can start him off a villain and convert him by the end of the movie to give us Red Hood and the Outlaws or something to that effect. You can continue on your universe and you can even build your Bat family. So as long as you keep that up, and plus if you're going to do Red Hood, you got to make it a rated R movie. There's going to be firing of guns and everything. But it's so easy to do. Like it's realistic enough that you can work with it. So it allows for a realistic aspect. You're running off what you already have made in the universe. You can just build upon it and make it even better and really shut down one of the, in my opinion, one of the most annoying theories out there from fans. Even though I like it and I think it's an interesting aspect, you can shut down the whole Jason Todd is the Joker thing because it's kind of annoying, even though it would be a cool turn of events. That's just my feel on that. Well, nobody really knows fully the story between a lot of the superstars in DC right now because they're not fully introduced. Mm-hmm. But hopefully in years to come, DC will fix this and have... No, a, I, have... I feel if Justice League outdoes BVS and is a movie that kind of we can look at and go, okay, that's a good, that's a solid comic book movie. They'll be on the right track. If it's another BVS where it's... Some fans really like it. Some fans can't stand it and want to burn in a fire. Then you're sitting in the same puddle you're already in. You just have to get that movie that everybody agrees is at least okay. Yeah, I mean, again, they they may have had their bad movie in Batman versus Superman. Well, to some, it, to others, it's good. Well, Me, I'm on let, the... Let's just say yeah, hypothetically, so, let, yeah. it's the bad movie. So... They can still work from there if they take their time and stop rushing it. Put the stories mm-hmm. in that need to be put in. Tell the, tell the story. Tell l- tell us all the details that we missed out on. Like mm-hmm. if you break it down and take your time over the next few years and give us what what we need to be given, you can turn this universe into something that's actually worth something instead of just watching it crumble the further you go into it. It can be reversed. 
It's just they need to get their act together. No, I haven't touched on the big reason, of course, that I, I personally have an issue with DC's cinematic universe. And it's the man who's, well, formally was in charge of everything. And that's the man directing Justice League. I'm very skeptical of Zack Snyder with Justice League because he he's a visionary master. The movies all are going to look beautiful. The trailer looks beautiful. But it's the same issue with Batman v Superman that I had was it just didn't feel like the story was fully there. Somebody either messed with the original script too much or whoever wrote the original script didn't know what they entirely wanted. It just, it wasn't there. And that's the issue I have with all Zack Snyder movies. And not to mention they, they killed the the big storyline. Oh, yeah. With the, a issue, very short... the issue I can't stand. And it, even though I hate Superman, I hate him to death because he's just too OP. I love the death of Superman angle because it gives him some mortality. He dies. The guy who shouldn't die dies. Why end BVS with that? Why not save that for a Superman-only film? Because you could just build to that, introduce Doomsday like halfway through it, and then that second half of the movie is him finally killing Doomsday. Which you already mentioned that this movie should have been a sequel to Man, Man, Man of Steel. Steel. Which if That's it truly, what it was intended to if be. If it truly was a sequel... Then they I think, technically well, could I have think worked that's that. what they did with that d- Death of Superman angle. That was their way of saying, oh, this is a Man of Steel sequel. But still, they made it too much Batman. Oh, yeah, it was far too much Batman to be a Superman sequel. Yeah, if you wanted to run that, then maybe don't introduce Batman. Well, because so we early. didn't have the solo, we couldn't yeah. get what we... So yeah. see, they're just... It was the issue of the timeline. And if they get I'll their timeline straight, they'd be good. I'll give Marvel a lot of credit for their timeline. It is great the way they've done it. They've given us every character, except for like groups that are already together, like Gardens of the Galaxy and people like that. They've given us our major, major players all in a line. We've gotten a solo film. So you learn who these characters are. You learn how what you like and don't like about them. Yeah, the only one that could be remotely, possibly timeline-wise, out of place is maybe the Spider-Man film because no one knows. But I think that's like a half and half. I think part of that could yeah. probably happen prior to Civil War, and then part of that happens after, maybe. Yeah, getting the new suit, I think, would be so, the part that happens, of course. Like right That's the only thing that's kind of a little... Yeah little bit of a time mix up but that's because mm-hmm. of the contract the, the, the deal yeah the, the, we the deal understand the issue there other than but that marvel had their act together they, they did a great job of piecing it together and all but the big thing and this is something i wanted to cover just because i just wanted to we do the, we're doing this podcast one reason because we you know wanted to make something where we could talk about our the stuff we always talk about these comic movies and all that but we wanted to start a discussion with people, whether it's on YouTube, in the comment section, or just people listening to this, going to work, and they're arguing with us on their way there, hopefully not getting in car accidents or anything like that. 
But like, we want to start a conversation about what everybody else thinks because everybody's got an opinion on this type of stuff. And the one thing that keeps coming back to me is everyone argues how DC can beat Marvel. And I throw air quotes up to that solely because I don't think either one of them is really trying to beat the other. It's, it's just them, you know, making stuff. In DC and Marvel's eyes, I don't think it's about who's got the better timeline and all that right now. I think it's they just want to make the movies. Now, Disney and Warner Brothers, on the other hand, that may be a I-want-to-beat-you situation. But the one thing DC can do, and I'm shocked they haven't taken advantage of it more than they have, and they're starting to understand they can do it, is villain movies. Because DC, Batman especially, has some of the best villains. So good. And they're doing that now with Gotham City Sirens. We got Suicide Squad. We're starting to see villains take a more prominent role. Venom over on Sony's side. If they can if they can pull out just a bunch of villain movies, a Joker standalone, which would be very questionable, but given the right storyline, I think it can work. A Joker standalone. Even, like, you want to pull out a Black Manta standalone after the Aquaman movie? Could be cool. But I think if you want to, if you're Warner Brothers and you want to beat Disney and Marvel, I think you got to go villain movies to try and get that upper hand. Well, again, I don't, like you said, I don't necessarily think that that is necessarily a matter of beating the other. Yeah. I mean, sure, they are kind of rushing out the Justice League. It does seem like they're competing with Avengers. Yes, yes and no, I would have to say. Because, mm-hmm. yes, it is competing, but you got to think, they actually have been very courteous of their times. Oh, yeah. Their, their release dates. Uh, they've they've changed their release dates, so it's not like around the yeah, same so time. Yeah, so they're not fighting each other. So if they truly were fighting, oh yeah, they'd be they would come out right like now. the same day. Oh yeah. So they, you may think that they're fighting, but I I would take it as if anything, maybe a friendly feud. Oh yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, but, I, it's more of a but just I can do better than you. Oh sure you can. But <laughs> it's still thing. like a casual thing. Like they're still very courteous in my oh, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. But especially with the move of uh, Wonder Woman, they moved it back to July, June or July, something around there. Like later on, yeah, now in the summer, they did change the date because isn't there? There is Marvel. Logan came out in yeah. early March, and Wonder Woman. If I'm correct, I may be wrong. I know it was supposed to come out originally in March. I believe it was supposed to be March third. That would have been around the same date as Logan. So it's kind of, they're like, okay, Logan's coming out. We don't want to be up against that, and we don't want to have to deal with that around Wonder Woman, seeing that it's our big chance. So I understand you moving that back. But it's that type of situation that makes me feel like if you're trying to fight him, you're going to be like, if you feel confident enough in your movie, you'll be like, okay, let's take him head on. You're going to go up at the same time. And they're not doing that. Yeah. So it's not really a I'm gonna beat you. Oh, no, no. Or if they if if people really want to view it as they are trying to compete, mm-hmm. then if that's the case, like you just said, if they were confident enough, they would they, put they it the would same have let it go. So if you really want to run that angle, then you could say that DC is not confident enough. Then, but I mean, I bet you there's people that would argue that. But I'm not going to sit there and make that argument. I'm going to say 
they're not competing. Oh no. They they're moving their release right. dates around. They're being very uh very well, cautious. Very I'd say very cautious is a good word. Yeah, very giving, I guess. <laughs> they're not they're not trying to take what is some other company's possible. Yeah, they're not trying to strike when the iron's hot almost. Yeah. Like I mean, think about it. I think Marvel would actually love it if DC did that to a point, only because they'd they'd be like, oh, well, if that movie's bad, we'll get more people over to ours. Because you kind of have that idea of, you know, if that, movie, if that superhero movie's bad, they'll come see ours. Because ours, they're going to compare them. Personally, though, when it comes to true comic book fans that are fans of both, if people like me and you, I would just go see both. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't affect me. Both, no matter what. If I if I really <laughs> wanted to see them, I mean, we you're not. A, I could watch them on the DC same day. Guy. What we could do, we could go down. We could be like, okay, I want to see this at this time, and then as soon as I get out, I'm going directly into the mm-hmm. other movie. Yeah. Granted, it would be a matter of which one you're going to see first, but mm-hmm. it also could be a matter of time at that. Yeah, point. exactly. So it, it's like it's not a matter of competing because people that for the most part like comic books, you like all. Oh of yeah, them. if you like comic books, so you're, you're going to see it no matter what. So release date. If it's the same, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and fun fun aspect of it would be like no matter what you go see comic books, mainly because it's like uh, we'll we'll put us back into the fray of like us going to see the movies. You're not a DC guy. You you don't like half the DC movies that come out. The first one you liked was Suicide Squad. Well, Batman v Superman felt like a shit in the face. Well, yeah, you, we went Excuse to see part of my language. Part of, part of my language. I was but about it just, to say we went to go see that. I personally, I think that this is the worst film that I've ever seen. Ooh, wow, that's that's a lot of. I well, would never at, say at, that. At, at, least, at least, bad movie. at least comic book related. At least that yeah. that, that I can recall. Uh, okay, off of this day and I, age, I could argue Spider Man three only because of how bad that movie was. At least it had a story that was. I mean, Batman, (laughs) why'd you say? Oh, God, you had to bring up Martha. Why'd you say her name? Yes. I mean, everyone agrees. Come on. I think think everyone agrees that that may be the worst thing put in a comic book movie ever. You just... Or at least worst reason for two heroes to team up. Yes, you have the same... Your mother's name is the same. I mean, I have a friend whose mom has this... Whose mom has the same name as my mom. So you're going to suit up and go fight crime together? Yeah, we're going to suit up and go fight. <laughs> I think that's... that's Conveniently, we're both big DC fans, so... Hey. It would make sense. Whatever works. I mean, yeah, it, you're right, though. It wasn't a great movie, but you're not a DC fan. You went to go see it nonetheless. Because I wanted to give it a shot. There yeah. was... You had heard all the... And I do still anyways. like DC. So you're saying yeah. that I'm not a DC fan. Well, you're not I a do big DC guy like, like I am, and I'm not a big Marvel guy like you are. What well, is it? Because we like them. But I watched like Batman like the animated series, when which I was is younger. the best thing. And I watched like the old school Batman movies when I was younger. 1960s. Yes. Oh, Adam West. But the the thing is. It's it just, doesn't connect with you as Marvel. Yeah, it, I just didn't. The thing, the, the growing up, the most well-known superhero, which I'm gonna sound basic. There's so many people that love him, but obviously, oh, I grew up right on Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay, I watched pretty much every single animated series that had to do with him. Mm-hmm. I had like any figure that had to do with him. Yep. Like I had it all, and no less. I watched all the X-Men animated series too. So that one. 
Yeah, that one, you had your connection. I with had Marvel a connection, but for the most part, yeah, my main connection was Spider-Man. And mm -hmm. honestly, if you think about it, back in the early 2000s, Spider-Man was really the good starting point for a lot of comic book movies. It, it that was, was what triggered all of it this. It kind of was. It was the big so, start. So, you can argue the Superman movies tried and utterly failed. I think the but, best series from that DC has ever thrown my way that I've actually cared Knight. about is, yes, the Dark Knight series. Mm -hmm. And, and then as and far as TV goes, that. Arrow. Arrow, I really drew a connection in. I can't, I can't believe but, you're saying, I can't believe you're saying the Batman the Animated Series did not connect you as much as Arrow. I mean, Batman the Animated so, Series is like the greatest Unfortunately, thing I actually don't really remember much about the oh. Batman Animated Series, but I actually remember pretty much everything from Spider-Man Animated Series, so... So I'm, that's I'm what I'm saying. My I on. drew a bigger right. connection right for the people on YouTube, so they understand that, like, like you know, not you don't you don't mess with me and Batman the Animated Series, but I, I understand. It's the same situation with me. I didn't watch a lot. I saw a little bit of Spider-Man the Animated Series and X-Men the Animated Series, but what I grew up on was Batman the Animated Series. And the animated Justice League. So that's it, like what I grew up on. So it's I grew up on DC. See, so yeah, you which makes me a DC. Guy. I did watch Justice League too, but it just I think I drew that I grew that bigger connection with Marvel. Yeah, when exactly I when, like you know kids are home for summer and everything. Yeah, you sit there and, and you watch sit there, TV. You watch TV. I just remember staying up late and I watched nothing but like Marvel. Mm -hmm. All the Marvel stuff used to come on late at night, like when. When you're up, I mean, kids are up. They were watching that, you, you know. Oh, so I just grew up. To be. Well, you know, <laughs> you sneak, you sneak to stay up late at that age. But it just grew a bigger connection. Yeah, with me. it's the total opposite with me. It's like I'd stay up and I'd be sitting there glued to my TV. I'll tell you now, I had the entire Batman the Animated Series on one of my laptops. Why? Because I love that series to death. They made a game out of an episode. And I want said board game because it is awesome. That episode is great too. It's uh, I forget how what's called now. How how, I, how you're, you're a failure to life. Oh, I can't remember it to save my life. Of course, when we're you don't deserve this. to be on this channel anymore. <gasps> Your first kidding. episode, I'm booted off. Oh. I mean, it, I think everybody's got the same story though when it comes to that. There's one of the ones you kind of grew up with and stuck to. And that's how you kind of stuck that. Either that, or in some cases, I didn't buy a lot of, I didn't buy really any comics when I was so young. That, it, so it was the shows that connected me. Well, and I, now uh, I'm connected to a certain comic. I love Spider-Man '99. See, you mentioned comics, though. So that's another thing. When I was growing up, I mean, I used to get a few comics here and there. And sure, maybe not necessarily in order that they should have yeah, been. But, I mean, does, you're a kid. You love it nonetheless. Uh -huh. And most of them that I got, I mean, I'm looking back on it. I have some. I still have some upstairs. And I'm looking back on it. I have, like, no DC comics. Well, It's yeah. all Marvel. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's where my knowledge lies. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. I go into these Marvel movies, and I already know things. Yeah. Like, I already know what you know, you know the so basics. I enjoy it more, mm -hmm. and I like to see how they take it to the big screen. Mm -hmm. Whereas DC, You're I don't know, know everything. Okay, I know that's Batman. I know that's Superman. I know yeah. that's Wonder Woman. Yeah, I know, know what else happens. I know who they are, and I know certain mm -hmm. aspects, but I don't know everything. Yeah. And so... I just kind of take it and... You take it as it is, pretty yeah. much. But that being said, I still think that Batman v Superman 
was no, terrible. I, I don't argue that it wasn't good. So, <laughs> I mean, and I'll, again, I'll it's just because they just inserted good. the backstory and it wasn't needed if you um, took your time. But enough of repeating ourselves. Yeah, I enough think. of that. But, you know, we've co- we've talked about a lot today. A lot more than I think we especially intended to. I think it's because we kept get, we got sidetracked oh, a little that's bit. That's what happens when you have a good conversation. Everybody loves a good conversation. But I think we'll cut this episode here. We're about at an hour, if I'm looking at the time right here on our audio. We're about an hour in. We had some good conversation about Iron Fist, which so far I agree has been fairly decent. I'd rank it number three personally to me but we had good conversation about iron fist we talked about the whole sony marvel hoopla that's going on i'm sure we'll hear more about that as the weeks go on probably next week in episode two or podcast two whatever you want to call this we'll talk more about that whole situation because we'll probably hear a lot more of it talked about justice league trailer and what we think's happening we talked about the spider-man trailer a lot of stuff got talked about. Talked about Fox and their input. How many times do you hear Fox getting talked about when their movie is not currently just getting released? Not that a is, lot. That is true. It just randomly got brought good, into the Good on you, Fox. You made it into a new podcast. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening and watching on YouTube. If you're... Well, for those on YouTube, subscribe, of course, as always, if you enjoyed, like the video, all that fun stuff. For those of you... The bell. Oh, the, the yeah. notification yeah. thing that yeah. everybody keeps talking about. I always forget about that thing. But for those of you who aren't on the YouTube, you're listening to us through whatever your choice of podcast listening is from iTunes. I doubt we're on Spotify, but maybe <laughs> this is way down the road and we're on Spotify. Stitcher. I'm trying to think of all the ones I know. Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Those. I feel, are the only I feel ones like I you're know. just blurting out things at this point that may not even be. <laughs> I think they're we, all we real. Might, yeah, but we no. I'm not saying real. I'm just saying we might not even be on those. I hope we're at least on iTunes at the point of these people listening to this. <laughs> but thank you for watching. Remember, click that button so you can keep listening to us because we're gonna try and bring out content um, every week. And hopefully. if if you want. Honestly, it, matter of fact, let's just say this right now. If you want us to talk about certain things, just let us yeah, know. Yeah, on YouTube, shoot, shoot you us can a message. definitely send them in the comments. I don't know if you can do anything through iTunes or anything like that. But if you can, let us know. We'll definitely take reads. We'll look over what you guys want us to talk about. We definitely won't mind talking about our other favorite superheroes we have. We talked plenty about who we hate and like on this first episode, but there's plenty more we can talk about. So we'll leave it there. And remember, guys... You can call yourself Comic Nerd and you don't need to know everything.